0: Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This
1: is the Lax Goalie Rat
0: Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Aww yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And this is, of course, the only podcast 100% dedicated to the best position on the lacrosse field. And that is us, lacrosse goalies. And on this show, it is my job to interview the top goalies in our sport. To tease out those routines, those mental mindsets, those approaches, that make them elite, so you can use that in your very own coaching game or your very own goalie game. This week, I got to interview one of my goalie idols. It's Brett Queener. I always admired Queener's energy, his enthusiasm, his quickness, his just pure athleticism, and it was an honor to get to chat with him about his goalie game and how he goes about his business and how he approaches the sport of lacrosse. So I hope you enjoy This episode with Brett Queener. Before we get started with this episode with Brett Queener, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online lax goalie rat camp. If you're looking for the best lacrosse goalie education, really look no further. Going through these videos in the camp, absorbing this material, watching it over and over again, you're going to learn what it takes to be an elite lacrosse goalie both from the physical side, what exercises you need to do, the mental side, what mental training exercises you need to go through and how you need to approach the mental side of this game, and, of course, the technical. How do I make a save? How do I teach goalies to make a save? So we've got all of that bundled nicely into this camp, along with tons of other bonus content. Check it out, laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. All right, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is the great Brett Queener. Brett, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I always enjoy it when somebody throws "great" in front of my name. But it makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> We're off to a good start. Uh, I'd love to start at the beginning with you. Uh, with all the goalies I chat with, I'm I'm just so curious about you know why you became a goalie. Uh, if you could tell us that story.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good story. Actually. Uh, um, my father, who was a lacrosse coach, he worked the Hobart lacrosse camp, uh, in New York. And back then that was pretty much the only lacrosse camp around. And, uh, he was in charge of the division three, which is like, you know, 12 and below. And, uh, at the time, BJ O'Hara was the head coach, and he they didn't have enough goalies for camp. So BJ told my father if, if uh, my brother and I, Bryce, went and played goalie, we could go the next year for free. So we went to uh, Hobart camp. I think I was seven or eight years old, and I played goalie for the for the camp and. And uh, a goalie by the name of Billy Warder, who's now the head coach of the Dallas Rattlers, gave me his goalie stick. So um, I, you know, continued to to play from from that point on. You know, so that was the, my first experience with being a goalie. And um, yeah, awesome. thirty or however many years later, I'm still trying.
0: That's right, huh? Um, And was it something that really came natural for you or, you know, was it kind of a slow progression in terms of getting to the level uh, that you're at today?
1: Uh, I mean, it was definitely, it definitely came natural. Um, Something about uh, being, I was very small and, and being, being able to play with older kids really goalie was the only position that I could do it at because I had a crease to protect me. Uh, I always had a big mouth. So, uh, (laughs) protection was one of the best best things I could ask for. Uh, you know, and, and then obviously, you know, over the years, you know, you you work really hard at it and develop and and become, I became the way I am today, but, but it did, it did come natural and just the being able to be, an individual in a team sport was the thing that I think uh, fit me the best.
0: Yeah. You know, every goalie has a little bit of a different style. And when I think of the Brett Queener style, I mean, you know, what comes to mind is just the, the activity outside of the crease and just, you know, your, your sweet moves and like full field clears. Um, I'm curious, you know, how you describe your style and kind of how, how that, you know, how that came to be.
1: Uh, I think, uh, I, I'm a, I have spent a ton of time or did spend a ton of time when I was younger watching goalies. Uh, you know, back then there was only a few games on TV, uh, but every game that was ever on, we recorded in my, in my household and I would go back and, you know, I watched Brian Doherty, um, Chris Sanderson, uh. Uh, Brian Carkatera, uh, some of the Hobart goalies I used to go watch, Fred Polakowski, Billy Warder, um, Chris Saran. So uh, my style was based on uh, the guys that I you know, was able to, to see on TV or in person, and then I tried to bring it to my own game. Uh, I always played other positions, so whenever I played, uh, lacrosse if I played with kids my own age I would always play midfield attack defense whatever it was and when I would play with the older kids I'd play goalies so I definitely had a better ability with my stick than most so mm-hmm. because of that I was able to you know develop the style that you and most people see me you know have which is uh very active and and, and aggressive out of the cage so it was a you know, a collage of all my favorite players put into my best abilities.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I always encourage young goalies to play, uh, you know, MIDI or attack because, you know, you learn those stick skills and those stick skills are so important when it comes to making saves, as I'm sure you would agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one thing is making a save at one, but giving up a rebound is not a positive thing. And if you have a if you have the ability to to catch the ball, to, to handle the ball, that, that gives you the quicker ability to get a fast break going the other way, you know, as well as if you do give up a rebound, you might as well go get that ground ball. So, I think I'm a huge advocate of any time, even if you're just always a goalie, you should own a, you should own a regular stick. And Mm
0: -hmm. if you
1: go play wall ball, you should, you should take your regular stick with you and, and work on that. And, You know, even training inside the goal with a regular stick, you know, just creates a little bit more uh, challenge, you know, and and the more you challenge yourself, obviously, the better you get. So um, I think understanding how to be a defenseman gives you the ability to, to, to communicate with your defense. If you understand how to shoot, then you understand shooting angles of the players that are, you know, you know throwing a ball at you at high high miles per hour a lot of the time you don't get to you know just react based on a shot a lot of a lot of the shots that you have to make saves on you really you know it has to be an educated guess and you have to anticipate before that shot goes there so a lot of those intangibles of a of a shooter being a great shooter if you know them if you learn them as a as a shooter then you're a step ahead when you're in the cage
0: yeah, hundred percent agree with that. It's like the, the just the more shots you see, and just having that general lacrosse IQ of how a shot is and how the sh- players' shoulders are positioned when they're about ready to shoot, uh, just gives you an idea of where they're trying to shoot. And like you said, you know, with ninety hundred mile an hour shots or or shots from within eight yards, I mean, you have to make an educated guess to be able to have a chance to make that save.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What's your uh, favorite part about being a lacrosse goalie? (laughs) Winning.
1: (laughs) Very, very easy winning. Uh, One of my favorite parts, uh, you know, there's so many different, you know, instances. I think when I was younger, it was always the one-on-one save, you know, the, the opportunity to, you know, take a goal off the board and send it the other way to get a goal for your team that type of momentum swing you know growing up i was a my father was a coach my mother was a coach um i was a ball boy so back then ball boys could stand on the end line without a helmet and chirp and pick on the goalie and and, and yell <laughs> at the, the whole time so i was very lucky to be in environments where when i when a goalie would make a one on one save. I heard the emotion and the roar of the crowd, you know, and how those plays were the most uh, appreciated out of any other play in the game. So, being a young ball boy and being influenced by what I saw, I, I, I quickly realized how important the position of goalie is. Um, and that one on one game changing save, uh, you know, there's nothing quite like it. Uh growing up, I think as I got older, my most enjoyable experiences were when I was playing professional, it was when you're able to communicate to your defense so well and your defense plays so well that there's a shot clock violation. So that, you know, I went from always wanting to make a save and, and make the one-on-one save and be the center of attention to now getting to communicate to our defense where I, we were so good. I didn't even have to face a shot. So, um, you know, two different ends of the spectrum, but both equally satisfying.
0: Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. What aren't one-on-one saves the best. <laughs> They're really, um, you know, they really can change the momentum of a game. I've seen so many games where, you know, the momentum's in one team's favor goalie makes a huge save on the doorstep and then just flips the momentum of the game. And that's, uh, you know the power that a lacrosse goalie has.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it is, good point uh, about
0: the shot clock too. Um, you know, in the, in the, in the NCAA this year, they've got the shot clock, and uh, you know that should be the a goal of a lot of goalies is a lot of leading your defense to produce shot clock violations.
1: Yeah, you know, I think y- you. I don't. I don't think people realize, especially young goalies, realize how influential you are in in the net. You know, you don't have a, a player that you have to defend, you know, and, and, and if you have, like I say, going back to playing other positions, if you have an understanding of how difficult their job really is and how you can help them in giving up the shot that you would want to face or, you know, having the ability to not let them get off the shot at all by communicating two steps ahead with whether you have your slide, your second slide, your third slide, whether you're shutting off a Jason whether you are going from adjacent or the crease, there's a lot of intricacies that, that you can call before the offense is ready to beat you to that point. So I look forward to seeing a lot of that this year in college across. I think, I think it'll, it's going to be a great uh, step forward for the game. I've been arguing for the dive and the shot block to be in the game since I was in high school, because I just think, It just creates more exciting uh, lacrosse action, as well as it gives you know the the defense a lot more of a of a chance when they don't have to sit around for four minutes while the team passes around the outside and pretends to shoot a shot on the net, but they really miss on purpose to get a possession shot. All that stuff is thrown away now, and it creates. I think it's going to create a a way better product for the fans and for more importantly young lacrosse players to to watch.
0: Yeah, I'm also super excited about that. Um how would you say your uh goalie game changed or evolved, you know, from your youth, high school, college into the pros?
1: Um I think it a natural yeah, evolution of when high school uh I was very small. Uh, like I think when I was a freshman in high school, I was just under five foot tall. Um, and I couldn't run the way that I could run when I got to college. I, I was very quick, but in about five yard increments. So, uh, I had to learn how to be big when I was small. Um, I had to learn how to, to stand tall and as well as like take up as much room, even though I was a very very tiny goalie. Um, and a big thing for me was being able to explode from low to high, get off my stance, and get to the top bar because at that point I almost had to jump to get there. <laughs> yeah. um, and and from that point through high school, just I wasn't allowed to run as much as I now you would now see me you know running out of the caves all the time. So I was more developing on, on, on communication and, and making, making the big save. Um, When I got to college, I definitely began to uh, expand on my uh, running out of the cage, ground balls, intercepting passes, and, and learning how to, to stand tall and make teams try to beat me low like in high school I was I was at a point where nobody would ever shoot a shot unless they were six five six yards away nobody dared to shoot from the outside on me because I was it was very good and they would just throw bounce shots at me all the time and then when I got to college most most shooters like to like to rip it high and so Learning how to stand my ground and stand tall and be patient as long as you can while not giving up a cheap goal by staying high. That was like a big learning curve for me, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've taught my goalies that you know when I when I coached college was to stand tall, stay high, and and learn to make them make the perfect shot. And that was my final progression when I got to the professional league was um, don't give up cheap ones. Uh, but make the, make the shooter, make the perfect shot. So when I got to the professional leagues, you had to, you really had to be disciplined on standing high on any type of alley shot, taking away the inside pipe, and then being ready to jump far pipe as that shot was released while keeping your hands back to the near pipe. So it's, uh, um, it was definitely a different progression on a, in a, every level, but, um, all all, all the technique and things that I learned from a youth standpoint, all the stepping, all the the arc work, all of that still is the exact uh, premise that I use to this day. So i, I I've done the same. I've done the same warm up since I was ten years old. Um, as as far as my my arc work, my triangle, my hand warm up, my feet warm up, my stick warm up, and then getting and then eventually getting shot on in a warm-up that's still the same progression that i that i do all, all the way to today
0: ah uh, so interesting um i got a couple couple questions out of that so uh when you talk about as a small goalie i needed to learn to be big you know is is that just a question of staying square to the shooter uh you know not flinching not not making your body smaller or is there, there's some other stuff going on there
1: that that's you you've hit it on the hit it on the head it, It's about staying square. The staying square to the ball is so underrated when it comes to being a goalie. And I think we, I think a lot of goalies and even my, myself, that is where you get in trouble is when you kind of just think, all right, well, I'm going to get my feet like uh, dug into the ground and, and make sure I'm ready and I'm quick as I possibly can be. But the problem is the ball moves and changes access points so often that you're not going to continue to stay square. So a standard five point arc when guys are running around the field and passing it doesn't really keep you square to the ball. So you constantly have to be on the balls of your feet, like adjusting your toes to that ball, not the, not the player, but the ball in the, in the player's stick, you know? So Mm -hmm. being big is having a, puffed out chest almost and and standing tall and being patient because you know everybody wants to throw a fake everybody wants to get the goalie to move and if you can hold your ground when they're trying to get you to move that will make them make a mistake or at least it'll keep you in position to have the, the best possible chance to make the save
0: yeah love it uh, could you go through your warm-up again in, in detail? I, I'd love to just take notes and, and kind of jot it down if that's okay.
1: Well, I was lucky enough to have a goalie coach uh in high school who's, you know, one of the best coaches in the country. His name is Brian Hobart. He's kind of like an older brother to me. And he's now the head coach of Penyan Academy. He's also on Team USA uh indoor staff and he's been a professional cross scout and assistant coach for years. Um brian would uh we would start with a hand warm up, so you know no stick uh, you know you hit all
0: top hand K- straight to the bottom. ball, catching it
1: yes, but you but you're also bringing your bottom hand, so you're mimicking yep. like you have it you you're not putting your hand behind your back
0: gotcha Both you know,
1: hands. yep you, you have it all you know you're driving your your bottom hand, so if it's off the hit your bottom hand is actually gonna go over your top hand as you come underneath same thing with off stick high you know or off stick low so you're always mimicking what your hands would do on the shaft you hit all the spots after you do that you pick up a shaft you show about eight inches of the top of the shaft and you hit all eight spots again Um, after you do that you take a regular cross stick. you hit all eight spots again after you do that i'll walk the line walking the line is uh you know just a muscle memory tactic that works on your form but also works on you know uh your footwork and quickness mm-hmm. visualizing the shooter actually dreaming and and seeing and visualizing the other team's jersey as they pretend shoot the ball to a spot that you make the save <clears throat> after that I get in goal excuse me after that I get in goal and and uh we do a warm up but it's not like it's not like a coach just stands there and shoots at you he walks from one post to the other post in an arc and hits the spots that I know he's shooting. So he'll hit six-side high on a on one-hole arc, just stick side high from the right side of the net to the left side of the net. And then on his way back, he'll hit off stick high. And then on the way back the other way, he'll hit six-side hip. On the way back the other way, off stick hip. Way back the other way, stick side low, five-hole, off stick low, then bounce shot. Then after he goes through all of that, Then he begins to take about maybe 10 to 12 yards away from the net. He'll go uh, high both sides, and he'll mix it up. And then on his way back, he'll go low both sides, mix it up. Then after about, I don't know, 200 shots, maybe 100 shots, um, he begins to say, okay, you ready to go? I'll say yes, and then he'll shoot anywhere he wants, and these will be challenging shots. So in a warm-up of about 250 to 300 shots, maybe I'll let in one or two. I think that's that's an important thing that people don't do in warm-ups when they're a young goalie is give the confidence to the goalie of making the save every time. Not making it easy, but making it so the goalie has to work on his catching and his outlet, more importantly than just trying to save a ball as fast as he can. And then by the end of the warm-up, that's when your coach is going to Give you as much heat as possible so you can see fast shots. And maybe I take twenty high-intensity shots, and then I'm ready for the game.
0: Love it, love it. Yep, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what about your goalie training regiment? Uh, what What does it look like these days? It has it changed since college? You know, are there some some of your top <clears throat> goalie drills or top goalie exercises that, that you like to do?
1: uh play other sports yeah i'm a huge opponent of playing other sports uh currently i'm i'm into pickleball i don't know if you've ever heard of pickleball pickleball is a great game uh i basketball. have it's like it's like
0: tennis kind of like tennis right with a little little wooden
1: but you're, it's, yeah it's a mix between that and ping pong it's like you're playing ping pong on top of the court yeah um yeah i'm i'm a huge i in high school i played football basketball and lacrosse uh you know i encourage any any other sport you possibly can play to incur in like to increase your abilities and your other muscles uh is gonna pay off you know i have kids that i coach that do boxing and martial arts i i've seen i've seen a definite advantage in the guys that uh have done martial arts and their in their ability to uh, have balance and then power in their motion in their movement. I, I currently have a kid that's a senior in high school that's he's a Division one talent and he's a black belt and his hands are as quick as anybody. So um, my regiment has been is a, is a little different at, at just like uh, because I'm I'm definitely a different style goalie, but uh, I'm a huge believer in playing multiple sports, always having. A ball or or a game or some type of competition going on at some level i've never been a guy to invite my friends over to shoot on me i i just there's something about that that just it's just uh i'm gonna get hurt that way <laughs> you know because <laughs> these balls are those balls aren't forgiving when you got your buddies with you you know and, and if you're a good goalie they're going to start cheating closer and closer and closer until you break a thumb. So I've never been somebody that just get in goal. So I'm a big believer in playing multiple sports and games.
0: Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. I played a bunch of sports and, in what
1: sports uh, you play
0: in high school. Um, so I played soccer. Wrestling was my main sport. And you know, what I learned from that was, was balance. And I mean, there's just so much mental stuff going on. We'll, We'll talk about that a little bit later, but, uh wrestling main sport uh like you i was i was a super small kid uh, just still not not that not that uh big right now but uh my freshman year i was um 103 and like when i stepped on the scale like the little pin of the scale would just drop so i, I probably weighed about 98 pounds um <laughs> tennis tennis was the other one too and that um a great I mean, game yeah i mean there's a lot of comparisons like even in the technique of like how tennis players do kind of this like split step which is like a like a kind of a little semi-hop to, to like prepare mm-hmm. the shot and then explode in the direction that the shot's going there's just so many crossover elements uh and so, i
1: thought i i look at the way that a, a tennis player has to return a 130 mile per hour serve i mean that right there is impressive that they can open up and get their hips or get the ball, get in front of the ball. You know, there has to be a lot that could cross over from returning the serve to facing a, a a crank shot. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that was just the sports I played in 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 high school competitively. Um, you know, I, I mm-hmm. we didn't have lacrosse in California in the eighties, nineties when I was growing up, but I threw around with my dad. And then you know played football in the courtyards, so just so so many sports. But yeah, playing different sports is is so key to being just a great athlete. Agreed. Yep. What about um, so with all the experience you have now, what goalie advice you know would you give the the younger Brett Queener?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't have listened to it if I if I heard it. I'll tell you <laughs> now. No uh advice Uh, I would definitely (laughs) oh there's a lot there's a lot um that I could have done differently for sure I think uh one one of my biggest things that I I would would give advice to is wear wear pads wear more pads (laughs) Mm, (laughs) wear leg pads my uh my hands and uh are absolutely decimated from playing goalie. Uh, my, my, my thumb and I can twist around backwards. I got a plate and four screws in one hand and every one of my fingers have, have definitely been broken at some point. Um, so I don't know if wearing, I never wore goalie gloves. I wore regular player gloves cause I didn't like the way a steel thumb feels. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to, my shaft. Uh, <laughs> uh, so but also as well as like my leg is one of the vaniest gross things you could ever see. And it later in my career and in, in professional was if I started getting hit, the thing would swell up beyond belief. So I think it should be mandatory goalies shouldn't have the option to not wear leg pads. We should have to wear leg pads. It's, it's kind of an archaic thing that we don't force our young players to wear leg pads. Um, I don't know how much you've been around, you, you know, young goalies, but that's one of the biggest things is getting them over the fear of the ball. Um, you know, and that's part of being a goalie is being tough, right. And giving this mindset that we are these crazy tough guys, right. But, you know, wearing leg pads and shin pads and thigh pads, it, you're still crazy for getting in front of the ball, even if you have all those pads on. so uh one of i think that would be my advice to myself was i sh- i'd wear more pads
0: yeah love it uh, you know it's good to hear you know the top goalies say that more and more because i think the kids you know it, it's a machismo thing they see the older goalies and they're not wearing pads so why should i have to but i 100 percent right. agree with you it's like you know, it, it, one reduces the fear. And I, I've, you know, been around tons, tons of youth lacrosse goalies. And like you said, that's, that's the bad habit. Number one that you got to train out of them is fear of the shot because if you're flinching and getting smaller, there's no way you're going to be able to save that shot. So you've got to work that out and the pads help you feel more confident um, and Absolutely. keep you protected. So, you know, I think the more pro goalies and elite goalies um, that, say that, you know, the more kids will want to wear those pads.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely, it, you know, it goes beyond that too. Not just like I'm out, I run our, I live in Naples, Florida, and I'm the director of, you know, player development for our Collier County youth leagues. And I have had many situations where, you know, a kid brings out leg pads and the team makes fun of them. And then he doesn't want to wear them anymore. You know, so there is, there is that sense of you get bullied because you're trying to protect yourself and because you are, you know, easily affected by kids making fun of people, you know, or bullying, if you will. Uh, you know, it keeps them from wearing the proper equipment that they should not have the choice to decide whether they wear it or not. It should be mandatory. You're telling me that in a game, of lacrosse, the, that a midfielder should wear more pads than a goalie—that makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like goal midfielders have to wear, and then, and then the other thing is like the mandatory pads that goalies have to wear on a youth level are arm pads, and these big arm pads that they wear aren't designed for goalies; they're designed for field players. So the protection is actually on the back of their arm, not on their bicep, not on the inside of their forearm, not on the outside. You know what I mean? So yeah. The, the the pads that they are mandatory that they do have to wear by u.s lacrosse rules don't protect them and then the pads that really would give them the ability to play competent, that to get in front of the ball to attack it to be more aggressive are shin guards and thigh pads and those are looked as as what um girls uh quote-unquote lacrosse players wear or you know whatever word you want to use. So that just seems like we should have figured this out in the 1990s, but it's 2019 and still not mandatory. So i
0: um, wondering when that's going to happen. Yeah. I hope soon. I hope soon. I mean, just, you know, with all the stick technology development, like the players are getting bigger, stronger. I mean, they're just shooting this little rubber ball you know, so fast now. And maybe it was okay when we had wooden sticks and like one inch deep pockets. Uh, yeah, but, you know, every,
1: game, every other, every other, I'm sorry for interrupting, but every other position, their technology has advanced and the goalie position has, has not in any type of the way. The only, the only addition to goalie pads that has actually been a benefit is the throat protector. That's the only, that's the only piece of equipment that I've seen has actually been, like a positive
0: change. Yeah. Awesome. Uh switching gears a little bit. Was there a time in your career where where you were the backup goalie and you know how did you handle yeah. that situation um you know continuing to get better you know while not getting the the playing time?
1: Um not really. Uh on fairness. You know, uh <laughs> Uh, not really. There was a time, uh, where I've split time where I've been another goalie would play halves a lot of my professional career. That's been the case. Um, but uh, that's that's a situation where you know I was always hoping that the other goalie would play extremely well and they wouldn't have to go to me in the second half, you know. So, um I never really have to, I think, well, I guess my, my first year, uh, in professional, uh, I was the backup at first, but then we ended up splitting time. So there has been times where I haven't been the guy where the other guy was playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, I was always, I'm always just rooting for the guy to play great and, you know,
0: we, we win. So,
1: I, it hasn't been something that I had to deal with too much. Um,
0: gotcha. What you about? Know, that's
1: why, God.
0: Now, what about a slump? A- anytime you've perhaps you're still a starter, but maybe you went through a slump uh, in your career, and, and how you know how did you get out of that? Um. Or are you going to tell me really you didn't go through it. a slump either? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, no, I don't. I don't think so. There was times where I wouldn't. I guess I probably did. I just didn't think I was in a slump, and that's where my 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 confidence, I guess, just kept me kept my head above water. Um, there was definitely bad games. You know, I always, you know, there's. I I very much could have a bad game here and there, but um, I think more importantly, the team. Being in a slump affects the goalie. Um, we are so dependent on our team across the goalie. It's ridiculous. I tell my my youth teams that I coach that all the time. You know, I, they like to think that a goalie can make all the difference in the world, or they like to put the blame on the goalie. You know, when a team loses by ten goals, when in reality, like you know, it didn't matter whether Jesse Schwartzman was in goal for for certain teams, but you know, it, it doesn't matter how great a goalie is. It, if, if, if they're if they're deep, or their team doesn't play good lacrosse in front of them they're going to struggle you know if you put i don't know if you put tom brady on the cleveland browns is tom brady won eight or gone to nine Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. doubtful you know mm-hmm. um you are a product of, of of your team so i think you know you get a lot of the praise when your team wins and, and you get a lot of the blame when your when your team loses so um but whenever I maybe was struggling, let's say, if I was in a game and and I and I knew that I, I wasn't seeing the ball or playing to my best abilities, the biggest thing that I would focus on is just keeping my stick up um, and trying to keep it up in the shooting lane and not dipping my stick. I think a lot of times where I had issues was when I was in the second half or something, I would be getting tired. I'd begin to drop my hands a little bit, and the ball would get blasted over my head. So. One of the biggest things that I I would literally say to myself in the goal is hands. And I constantly would, as I'd be moving from pipe to pipe, I'd be saying to myself out loud, hands, hands. When I say that, my hands would come up higher and try to get in the natural shooting lane. So that was kind of my my one mental uh, uh, adjustment for when I was struggling would be to continue to stand tall and keep my hands high.
0: I love it. I I love that, you know, that verbal word that you repeat. Um, That's something I coach goalies to do, whether it be like a a technical thing, like hands, 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 or um, just, you know, like a, like a mental thing. Like, you know, I'm a great ball stopper, like saying something positive to yourself, but it just gets you in that right mind state uh, or the right physical state, you know, in in your case of hands, hands, hands.
1: Right. No, that's important. Whether it's, you know, False confidence or bravado or whatever believing in yourself is is the first and foremost thing to be a great goalie. You have to believe that you are the man you have, you have to you have to pound your chest and and believe that that you know whatever comes your way you're willing to stand in front of it um whether good or bad you know sometimes it's not good uh, you know and I didn't mean to say earlier when I've never been in a slump I'm sure that I have you know but because i continue to have confidence and believe in myself i could fight through those tough times by continually telling myself that you know uh, i'm a great ball stopper i'm going to i'm going to get this next one uh, you know that that uh that confidence is is it's so important it's it's, a, it's i i believe that any guy that is a professional goalie have that believe you know more in their self than anybody else you know it's just it's yeah. it's so important
0: yeah how do you how did you go about developing your confidence and like for a youth goalie who's just starting out what do you recommend uh to them to develop their confidence is it like a fake it until you make it type of thing or cu- curious about your <laughs> your your thoughts on confidence
1: well i think confidence comes first from having, uh, an understanding of the game. Uh, like I said, I I come from my my mom and dad are both lacrosse coaches. My older two siblings before me played division went like my older sister went to Yale and played. She's a head coach in college. My brother went to Georgetown. He's a head coach. My younger sister is a head coach in college as well. So we, I come from lacrosse family. So from having that, that, that background of being around the game so much from an early level, from like maybe third grade, I felt like I knew as much as as a high school or a college player because I put in the time. So there was a, at times there's a, 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 you know, that confidence where maybe I didn't deserve to be so confident in myself, but I really truly believed it because I put so much time in. So I think for young goalies that are just getting into the game, is you have to invest and become a goalie rat or what, you know, that's, you have to go hit the wall. You have to watch film, watch video. You have to look in the mirror and, and do a hundred six side high saves in a row, a hundred off six side saves in a row. And these aren't shots coming at you. You have to visualize it. Like when I, that every night before I go to bed and I had a game the next day, like I always struggled sleeping personally. And so all the entire night, you know, I'd be laying in bed trying to get to sleep and all I would be visualizing would be the other team shooting and me making saves and seeing a scoreboard with my team winning uh, on it and, and going over and over and over, it, whether I was picking up a ground ball, whether I was clearing it. So like all of those mental reps that i have gave me such an advantage before i ever stepped on the 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 game field to warm up like i i it already it's already happened i've already won this game i already have made this save i've already made this clear you know and because i know it means more to me than than it means to you i have an advantage there so the mental side of things gives you that physical confidence when the
0: game starts love it love it awesome very well said is there anything else you do to remain uh mentally tough any like mental exercises that you're going through or or is it or is it just that visualization uh that we that we just discussed
1: i think that's that's where my that's what i've done i think i first off i'm not always the mentally tough you know i have meltdowns. I I'm very much merc- mercurial, if you will. Like uh you know, if things are going bad I can I can lose my stuff. And that's that uh, and that's me knowing my weakness.
0: Mm.
1: Um I can get fired up, I can I can push my my mental or I can push myself too far and then I have struggle reeling it back. So um that can be both a a negative and a positive for me. Um, so taking those being understanding of it, I wish, I, I think some other mental training exercises would benefit me. I just, you know, haven't done them yet. Do you know of any other ones
0: that I, that could help my game? Meditation. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've heard, I mean, and I've heard that from a lot of pro goalies, uh is, you know, just, just, uh, going through meditation exercises. Okay. But, uh, I'll send, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you some stuff. Um, but it is interesting. And by the way, I had to look up the word mercurial. It means, means like volatile in nature. And it means, it, it is interesting that at least you understand yourself, you understand your personality understand your strengths and understand your weaknesses yeah. you know I think that's an important point for goalies
1: yeah no it's that it's that is uh it's important to understand what you're doing and who you are you know I, I as far as that goes like I read a you know a bit of
0: um <clears throat> what's
1: his name Rafael Nadal and yeah. in, in tennis it's and i and i actually when i read it because reggie thorpe the us indoor coach he told me about it and it's all about like him being in the moment and not allowing thoughts to come in his mind when he is in his match or playing the game and that's something that i always did as a goalie is when the ball would go to the other end of the field the tendency is to relax is to you know allow other things to to come into your mind or for you to think about other things, you know, and when I've been at my best is when I've been able to silence the noise in my mind and not be ready or I'm sorry, not be, you know, fired up and ready to react, but, but being centered and ready for anything that comes towards me. And I think that in itself is a form of meditation because, you know, and I think that is, uh, uh something that most professional goalies or, or successful college goalies uh will find when they're when they're in the zone, you know, when they when they're having the game of their life, any time I've had the game of my life, I don't really you know, remember everything about the ta- everything that's going on in the moment or remember my strong emotions. The thing that I remember most is being cool calm collected and on to the next moment or ready for the next moment and then before you know it you're in the locker room celebrating with the boys
0: yeah i know exactly what you mean um i mean i've had i've had great games myself and it's like after the only after the game when people are like really coming up to you and giving you way more praise and you get the game ball uh do you realize mm-hmm. wow i must have played really good because you're just so um present that's what, that's what yeah. a lot of goalies talk about is is being present it's not thinking about the future. Oh man, what happens if I give up this goal? What happens if they win the face off? It's not thinking about the past. I can't, can't believe I just gave up right. that goal. You're, you're right. present living in the moment. Uh, and that's what a lot and of, those, people
1: all, those, do. And all those things are really easy to do. The, all those, all those outside thoughts, you know, intrusive thoughts that, you know, it, it are very easy to give into instead of being able to stay present.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, so goalies need to be leaders of the team. I'm curious how you go about doing that. So, you know, you recently uh, are, are announced that you're going to be joining the PLL, brand new group of guys. Uh, when you join a new team, you know, how do you go about being a leader uh, of that team?
1: Uh, That's a good question because everybody in that locker room at some point has been the leader of their team, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when... You're on a professional team every guy probably has been a captain of their team at some point so um, personally i'm I'm somebody that likes to have fun in the locker room likes to play music likes to dance likes to you know poke at players uh, I, I definitely one of my skill sets is being able to to read people uh, being able to understand how to push their buttons to understand how to communicate with them on whatever level they communicate the best. So um uh that's that's been one of my best attributes I think as a as a teammate. Um I also know that uh to to get people to believe in you as a leader, you have to perform. You you and you have to you have to show your teammates that you're willing to put absolutely everything out there that you have inside of you that you are willing to fail you're willing to fail miserably you know to, in order to do what's best for the team yeah. you know and I, I think there's an automatic respect for goalies in a, in a professional locker room you know or any locker room you know there is that sense of well they're crazy but I don't wanna do that. So um well, you know, more power to you, you know. So mm-hmm. I think any locker room you walk into, the starting goalie for that team is a leader, no matter whether they talk a lot or they dance a lot or they are quiet, you know, to themselves kind of guys. You know, it's 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 just it's just a standard that if you're a goalie, you are one of if not the most important player on the team. Yep. Because if you don't play well, the team ain't gonna win.
0: That's right. Yeah, those are some those are some great points. Um I love the the point about, you know, you you've got to put in the work. Uh I think that, like you said, lacrosse is a sport where, you know, the goalies the culture is such that, you know, goalies are respected, uh, which is great because we you know, we 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 take the abuse. But at the same time, if if your team is you know, doing some intense conditioning drill or some, some, uh, drill that's really tough. And they look down and the goalies are just working on like passes, you know, and kind of dogging it, you know, they're going to lose a little bit of, of, of that respect. So you've got to be uh, a hard worker and, uh, and lead by example. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I guess that for me, though when they're doing the, the sprints and the things of that nature and stuff, I've always been able to jump in that stuff and, and come in the top five of the group. So I there think when they when they see that the goalie is willing to do all that other stuff that they're willing to buy into you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, how about your current stick setup? What What are you, uh, what are you playing with these days?
1: Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I don't I don't have a goalie stick right now.
0: You don't have a goalie stick?
1: <laughs> no.
0: I'll have to send you one.
1: Yeah. Do you string <laughs> up sticks?
0: I don't, no. I mean, I have, but it's just not just not good. What's, um, your,
1: what's your setup?
0: So I've got the eclipse two. I'm I'm a I'm an Eclipse guy. Um and I got the the new Eclipse 2 uh with their monster mesh and uh I love it.
1: You like their monster mesh?
0: yeah I do okay. so all right Brett. you well, like th- it better? S- say again
1: you like it better than the the first eclipse or I do or yeah you, it's, it's, get- it's yeah. stiffer
0: it's stiffer, and you still get um like a lot of the the same benefits, like the scoop is like the same, and you know just for picking up ground balls is really easy. um I don't sit sure. up with my top hand on the plastic uh like Not on my- me either. Yeah, I've seen some goalies do that, and they say they really like the Eclipse too because the the throat is like more conducive to gripping the plastic. But I I don't I don't do that. I I just always thought it. I don't
1: like that man. Never liked it.
0: Yeah. So well, so yeah. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is this is absolutely amazing. Uh, I wish you uh, the best of luck in the PLL. I for one will be watching, as I'm sure a lot of other people will. Um, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, is there, is there a place they should go?
1: Uh not really, no. I think uh I, I don't promote myself or do any of that kind of stuff on uh online. Uh one spot is my brother does. So Queener Follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram. He does a lot of great stuff for, for learning. So Queener that's uh that's my brother Bryce.
0: Awesome. I'll link up to that when this comes out. Brett, thank you so much. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good day, man. All right, you too. Take care. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with PLL Chrome Goalie. That's Brett Queener, one of my goalie idols. Just love the guy, how he approaches the sport, his energy, and just honesty as well. Awesome to see, you know, he, has, he doesn't have everything figured out. Uh, and he's, he's reached the professional plate at the highest level of our sport. So that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Lacrosse season almost over for most, which means it's time to get ready for the summer. Get out there, get some work in, be well. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.